Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! I am Emma Davenport. And I am Lady Attercom. And here in these Americas... <laughs> I don't, I don't, we sounded I don't, very important. I don't know me. why I said, said it like that, but in these Americas... Here in this there America. This week coming up is... Uh, Teachers, teacher appreciation week. Oh, so we're we're appreciating our teachers. I mean, we I'm are. I'm an adult human being, so I haven't had an actual like school teacher in a very very long time. But... I am still in cosmetology school because it never ends in this the hell year. Yes, of the pandemic. Uh, so I do actually still have teachers. Well, there you go. So there it's I and so I am older than several of them. Yeah. So I hope you appreciate them. Dynamic. I hope you appreciate them. The uh, our local town uh, PTA is doing appreciation uh, thing with the cafe, where uh, any teacher that comes in will get can get a coffee drink, oh. and the PTA will be will will be paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very lovely and nice, and I appreciate appreciate it, and mm. I'm sure that the teachers will will enjoy it as well. However, I kind of wish the board of education would just you know pay teachers better as a sh- oh. sign of appreciation. <laughs> as a sign of appreciation, maybe we can give you more money. Yes, or on a regular basis. Yeah, maybe. I want to do. Uh, no, let's not get carried away, Emmett. That's too much. It's too much. Like you can't pay teachers well, then you might attract uh, good and decent people to the profession, and we can't have that. Everyone has to have a nightmare teacher. Everyone has to have a teacher that makes them question their existence on Earth. I mean, they don't. Theoretically, you could just live your life with no one who makes you feel bad. But then why would you listen to the show? Yeah. Oh, no, I had... Well, so I was homeschooled. <laughs> so your teachers through, were all nightmares because they were related to you. Yeah. So I they through high school uh, up until high school. So my uh, also I I was unschooled oh, is the no. style of homeschooling that that my so your mom didn't do shit is what you're saying. Yes. No offense. I was I was I was self taught like, is yeah. really. I, like, I, I want to make a caveat because we're gonna get some emails. Yeah. No offense to the unschoolers out there that actually use that methodology to engage their children or students 
in the curriculum uh but the vast majority of people i have known that have been unschooled uh their parents just use it as an excuse to not like actually teach oh yeah so yes and in, and in my in my case that was doubly so and periodically throughout my childhood my mother would get very concerned about our education and would have moments of would have moments where where we would have to have class because ah. because she would be con- worried because usually it followed after we had been playing a lot for days and days and days. <laughs> and not doing schoolwork. And not doing no. schoolwork and my and living your best life. Yes, enjoying <laughs> ourselves, you know, being little wild children in the woods doing things. Uh, and there would usually end up being a day where it would be it would be school day. At some point, your mom went. Would go okay after breakfast. We're having we're having class, mm. and we would sit down and and have actual class. And then, b- because my mother had a very short attention span, usually about oh, I want to say three hours, <laughs> three hours of it, she would usually go. Oh yeah, you're fine. Go on. All right, get out of here. Go. Who can go stand on. more than three hours of education? No one. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. But it happened like at least once every two months, two or three months. She would have this moment of I'm concerned about the education of my children that I have tried to <laughs> you know, teach. Them. I'm concerned my children might not know how to how to do things into society. Yeah. Yeah, and then usually, yeah, about three hours in, she would re- decide that, oh no, you got, you're fine, you're fine, all right. You seem smart. You seem capable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem like you, yeah. You, you can spell. I, uh, I asked you how to spell a thing. You knew. You did it. Awesome. Now, now we're gonna go because this is a lot more work than I had wa- really wanted to original to be involved in. Yeah, it's turns usually... out teaching young, molding Strange. young minds. Yeah, the, is a lot of work. But Are so... we, I, I, I apologize because apparently uh, Zoya is gonna be our new. Oh, we have a we host. have a we have a guest. We have a guest we didn't plan on. That's all right. Uh, could you please not be in front of the microphone? Is that a thing you can do? No. Is this sounds like me, your mom teaching people? Could you just, you know, maybe learn some arithmetic? Is this a, a thing we could do today, maybe, perhaps? What is five times five? I think you're asking too much with that cat. <laughs> Zoya, what's five times five? I've not. I've taught you nothing. You uh, must be using the unschooling method that I'm, my mother I'm used. I'm using unschooling on my cats. Yes. So far, they are uninterested in reading, writing, or arithmetic. Yeah. Well, I I do have to say that my mother... Uh, but very did, interested in murdering squirrels. Yes. My mother did luck out in the fact that I happen to like to read and learn things. So yeah. my little sister, not so much. <laughs> oh, no. Crashed and burned. Yes. You, you like I am I, uh, or me, that would be the correct grammar. <laughs> I did good. I went through all public schooling, I'll have you know. <laughs> and it did this to me, so... Yeah. Who's I, wrong? I did Who have knows? one terrible uh, uh, teacher experience when I did go to public school, but other overall, it was lovely. Did you have? Did you have a good? 
Do you also have a good teacher experience? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have. I have actually. So one of the you things of being good teacher experiences that's because you didn't go to public school. Well, yeah. Well, I was. I was gonna say that one of the things about being homeschooled that I learned from going to school is the fact that I was. I was a lot better at having conversations with adults mm. than I than I than I was at having conversations <laughs> with people my own age. So mm. whether or not that's a benefit largely depends yes. on how you're looking at it. Yes, but but my interactions with with teachers was usually pretty pleasant. I I mean I had one really terrible experience with a teacher and then I had there were a couple questionable teachers but I did have yeah. a couple of favorites that that are heavily etched on my mind as to these are the teachers that made me actually enjoy being in this in in public school because I, honestly well, I, I, I didn't I, want to after about a year I didn't I actually had kind of decided oh I don't know if I like this at all and yeah, I would no, really like to leave it's terrible and it uh, it's awful and it's a place that you are sent so that your parents can work it felt felt uh, like a prison yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and again I say that as I am not homeschooled I know that is shocking considering just everything about me uh no I'm not homeschooled I'm just neurodivergent possibly so hey what's up <laughs> you are we, we all yeah. know you are <laughs> yeah i know but i haven't been officially diagnosed so i'm gonna hang on to that for a little while longer <laughs> you know tow that mystery line yeah no i was uh yeah do i actually have some stories about teachers i cannot tell on this podcast without a trigger warning so yeah. hey yo that's that's yeah. not that's not funny that's true <laughs> that's just trauma talking <laughs> uh yeah, that, but, no, I, but also I, I also have I had a lot of great teachers and I have a lot of great teachers who instilled a love of subject and learning in me uh, that I have to this day. And occasionally I come across their Facebook pages and that's weird that, that they exist as people. It shouldn't be weird, but it's a little weird when your 11th grade history teacher comments on your dumb post about your cats. It's always strange. <laughs> That is strange. There's a little bit of a, yeah, like, oh, oh, you're an adult, and I'm an adult, and we could relate to each other as adults, but now, now we can't. No, but I I, I did have some great teachers, and uh, I, I have some great teachers now, and they should be paid more. <laughs> they should yes. be given more than just free coffees. I agree. Yes. yes my, I uh, also, I, well, and also I, I had a, we were looking for a new barista at the cafe, and... And we had a a a lovely young homeschooled child messaged me asking me about a job and that they are fourteen and they're getting their workers permit <laughs> and it was adorable. It was very adorable and sweet. And I had to say no. Yeah. But <laughs> but because it was still fortunate. one of those like oh forever I'm just gonna be surrounded by other homeschooled people. <laughs> well. We also, all glom to each other. I mean, and hey, they didn't know I was. They didn't know I was homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the neurodivergent as well. Don't leave us yes. out. Of yeah, exactly. Uh, I had a job when I was fourteen. Yeah, you I worked was... for your family, though. No, no, I was responsible for the two small children. Oh, you babysat. 
Yeah, well, babysitting, babysitting is a different, is a weird, it's, it it's is a, a weird, well, its own it's thing. I did it for eight hours a day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was responsible for a three-year-old and a six-month-old for eight hours a day. Uh, well, no, actually, take that back, because she did get home before 5 p.m., so it was probably somewhere between five to six hours a day. It just felt uh, like... For an, a three-year-old and, and a, and a six-month-old um, not dying on my watch as a 14-year-old yeah, <laughs> for that's... the whole summer. Because when you're broke, the thing is, you can't afford, your family can't afford, uh, you know, child child services. I don't yeah, know what daycare, that is. child care. Daycare. And you also need a job because you're clearly old enough to bring home some bacon. So Get out one there. plus one equals two. What is this, Victoria? This is in Victorian times. We're not yeah. sticking you in a chimney. We're no, just I making mean, you I watch was, children. I was in a house and I didn't have a cell phone because it was before those existed and I didn't have the money for a beeper. And that that uh, aforementioned three-year-old did dislocate my knee at one point. Oh yeah, no. I also had babysitting jobs. Don't worry. I yeah. I had That's some. Why I don't have kids? Because yes. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. All right. I I I already did that. I, I already raised some babies, and uh, I don't see the appeal. I babysat for a young. I want to say he was nine or ten, and he out weighed me and out heighted me oh, no. by quite a bit he was already he like a hu whole human size of, of, <laughs> like an adult man. me yes it was it was a uh, he was very tall he was very mm. very tall i it was when i was i was like 16 he is the he was the uh, son of our the ch child's librarian at the public library and uh he was a he was a great kid. I feel I felt bad for him because because people would assume he was a lot older oh. than he was because of his size. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, that uh, is actually an actual problem, and yes. that is very sad. Yeah, and it and it was it was it was terrible. My stepbrother was the exact same way. He was a very a big kid for being being and still being a kid. And yeah. uh, but but I made the mistake of roughhousing play playing. <laughs> With my with oh, my no. with my charge, and once that had happened, uh, the the uh, power the power shift had occurred, and there was absolutely no way that I was ever going to be in charge again because he could literally pick me up and put me on a shelf. You can't ever let them know no. that they are bigger and stronger yes. than you. That's that's rule one. I know, <laughs> but I was I was it was one of those like we were. We were ha we were playing and like I was keeping entertain. We were being we were having just a good old day, and then next thing I knew, he had put me up on a, on the kitchen counter, and then I realized oh, no. he can pick me. He can bodily pick me up and put me <laughs> wherever he wants, and that <laughs> means that yeah. And then it's like oh, which also means that he he knows that he can get to the cookies that he's not supposed to have because it's above um. the above the it's sitting they're on the refrigerator. There is no, I have no control. And you can't of, stop him. No, there's no stopping him. No. And so that was the point where when his mom came home, I had to say 
I had to very nicely say, this has been great. Your kid is great. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm just not physically strong Be- enough. I am too tiny. <laughs> I'm too right, tiny. So, and you may not have experienced this babysitting, but I certainly did. And I would like to clarify before I tell this horrible story that I babysat for other people other than families. This is not a family issue. Yeah. But did you ever, as as a preteen, young teen babysitter, have to deal with a little boy who tried to grab your boobs? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I I yeah. I, yeah. I I babysat a couple kids that were like under five. Like th- oh I, no no these like, were these were post toddler ch- young young gents. Oh no! So we were testing the waters of can I grab a lady's boobs? Um, yeah. So the only well, I so the only the only kids boobs? that I babysat for were, that were older than than child than than like kindergarten age. They they were they were very sh- shy kids, and and at um I thankfully did not go through that, but I did have that experience with small children and also not actually having any boobs it was a very weird experience because it was like <laughs> what are you doing i don't even have any I don't know where you're going with those hands yes but, uh, you're about to be disappointed yes yeah. no no i i had i have and i thought this was a one-off until it happened more than one no, time it's, it's not it's a thing and, and i have i've heard the story several... from other people from other women yes. who have who have or other folks with, yes. with boobies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, had post, like, you know, babies are always going to try to mm-hmm. grab a boob. They see, because they associate that with boob. That's fine. Uh, yeah, these were both, uh, these were all post-toddler children. All uh, young children that leaned, that had been assigned male at birth and leaned that way, as far as I knew at that time, and tried to... Take a cheap, I don't know. Well, as <laughs> my best, down. as as a childhood friend of mine once said to me, I won't embarrass <laughs> him by by calling him out by name, but he once said very loudly to his mother, some women don't like you to touch their breasts. It's true. He was, it's accurate. I, I, fortunately, all of the kids that tried that with me, I was able to be like, if you do that one more time, I'm going to count to five. And they'd be like, trying to, you know cop a feel again i'd be like one two no and then you did like they didn't get but like they they were too afraid of of what i don't know i didn't have any actual power as a babysitter but they didn't know that (laughs) and i wasn't about to tell them uh yeah the best thing i ever heard from a kid (laughs) was a small boy when i worked the yogurt shop a young gentleman of about i don't know seven or eight came in and was loading his yogurt up with fruity pebbles. I wasn't going to say anything because fruity pebbles on vanilla yogurt sounds delicious. And as far as I'm concerned, kid, you know what you're doing. But then he looked at me and says, I find that the fruity pebbles expand the flavor profile of the yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay. I'm not gonna say anything, but now that you've said it, all right, you're right. It probably does. I don't know what any of those words mean. I'm a college graduate. I'm just this moment. You're the expert. I've just never had an eight year old tell me tell me this. Eight year old, tell me about the fr- the the flavor profile of frozen yogurt. 
And then the the woman who, <laughs> the young college age woman who was clearly his nanny said, oh yeah, no, I took him to the park one time. And I was kind of chuckling to myself. She's like, he watches a lot of Food Network. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> she went, yeah, one time when he was about uh, five, we went to the park and uh, he decided he was going to go into the restroom by himself. And I said, okay, are you sure? And he said, yep, nope, I'm, I'm ready, ready to pee someplace by myself. And he went into the urinal and when he came back out, I was like, so how was it? He said, that place had the stench of humanity. Oh. And I was like, oh. Well, dang. that's true. He's not right. lying. Right, Kirschman? You're not wrong. So what we're saying is that teachers are heroes. Yes. <laughs> because they deal with your little weirdos that want to grab their boobs and tell them about the flavor profile of Fruity Pebbles. And on that... I'm pressing a button. You're listening to Mad Wasp Radio.
this proud land we grew up strong we were wanted all along i was taught to fight taught to win i never thought i could fail no fight left or so it seems i am a man whose dreams have all deserted i've changed my face I've changed my name but no one wants you when you lose Don't give up cuz you have friends Don't give up you're not beaten yet Never thought that I could be affected Thought that we'd be last to go It is so strange the way things turn Drove the night toward my home The place that I was born By the lakeside As daylight broke I saw the earth The trees had burned down to Don't give up you still have us Don't give up we don't need much of anything Don't give up cuz somewhere there's a place where we Rest your head You worry too much It's gonna be Shame. 
Diamanda Gallus with My World is Empty Without You. Before that, we had Anne Brune and Peter Gabriel with Don't Give Up. And starting off our set was This Mortal Coil and You and Your Sister. And what do you remember most? The line of the sea seceding the coast. Fine capillaries glowing with cards The comfort you drew from the light of the stars And how long did you climb that night With the ice in your lungs on the rungs of the line Beyond recall you severed all strings to everyone
Magic is this? What is it? Mad Wasps. Mad Wasp Radio. We love you, Mad Wasp. Bring on the music. One day I'll grow up. I'll be a beautiful woman. One day I'll grow up. I'll be a beautiful girl. One day I'll grow up. I'll be a beautiful woman. One day I'll grow up, I'll be a beautiful girl. But for today, I am a child. For today, I am a boy. For today, I am a child. For today, I am a boy. One day I'll grow up, I feel the power in me. One day I'll grow up, of this I'm sure. One day I'll grow up, I'll know a womb within me. One day I'll grow up, feel it full and pure. But for today, I'll shine. For today, today
Thanatos. Before that, we had Anthony and the Johnston Johnsons with For Today I Am a Boy. And starting off our set with Joanna Newsom with You Will Not Take My Heart Alive. Dans les nuits blanches de ma jeunesse, la lune me chantait. Des grands amours, des grandes tendresses qu'un jour je trouverai. Une chanteuse, je t'ai bien écouté. Tes promesses étaient si douces si tu les avais gardées. Ce matin blême, j'écoute la pluie qui chante dans les caniveaux. Le teint amer de cette triste vie, c'est tout ce qui reste en lac de son La lune me chantait Des grands amours, des grandes richesses Qu'un jour je trouverai Une menteuse Je t'ai trop pardonné Mais tes promesses étaient si douces Si tu les avais gardées Ma lune 
that was Zola Jesus, and I apologize for my pronunciation ahead of time with Hikikomori. Before that, we had Bat for Lashes with Sleep Alone, and starting off our set was Vagabond Orchestra with Nuit Blanche.
Madwalk Radio relies on listener support to keep us going. So if you have a spare moment, please visit our donate page on our website, madwalkradio.com, and give us a few pennies. Chrysanthemum. For you, I am a chrysanthemum. Supernova, urgent star. For you, I'd be a dandelion. A thousand flowerets in the sky. Or just a drop in the ocean.
That was Eisdorsen's Neubauden with Bloom. Sure, that's how it's pronounced. Before that, we had Kate Bush with Hounds of Love. And starting off our set was the Cocktail Twins with Cherry Colored Funk.
mich in der Nacht, meine Seele wacht und lauscht. Oh Herz, hörst du wie es klingt, in den Palmen sich entfacht. Der Wind hat mir ein Lied erzählt. torment me by Emmett and that song was Der Wind hat mir ein Lied erschallt I know that's not right and I am sorry before that we had Valentine Wolf with Lydira and starting off which is probably also wrong and starting off our set was the changelings presumably with echoes but who knows that could have all it could have be echoes and I am mispronouncing just everything in this song said. 
the best alternative. Mad Wasp Radio.
Just for Love. Before that, we had Lisa Gerard and Jules Maxwell with Deshta, parentheses forever. And starting off our set was Klaus Nomi with The Cold Song.
Radio, home of the hits. Where is the line with you? 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 Yeah. 
Before that, we had Coco Rosie with Grave Digress, and starting off our set was Fever Way with If I Had a Heart. So since since we bashed children horribly. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the teachers that we that we actually liked. Okay. Uh, are we... <laughs> lying to protect their identity i mean you could give them a name so that they don't know or you could tell say who they are it's totally up to you one of my favorite teachers that i had uh through elementary middle school high school college uh was definitely miss muso who was our advanced uh english my senior year english teacher Mm -hmm. uh who had a great love of really uh historical classic novels uh her favorite book ever was beowulf and in order to inspire us to love beowulf i think i've told this story before because oh yeah yeah because we talked about the comic that you yeah and she would uh she would yes she was the the teacher that i drew that comic for because i knew she would appreciate it she would have us Chip into class we all had to bring our own quote-unquote steins which was whatever like you know cupware you could bring into class and we would scream Bail! and slam the uh the glassware onto the the desks before every class while we were doing beowulf mm. she also ran a contest when we read canterbury tales uh she did a contest where we all had to tell a story roughly based on canterbury tales and it was a con since canterbury tales was presented as a contest the class assignment was presented as a contest and whoever won and did the most creative uh telling retelling of the story for their class got to uh attend a luncheon that was uh catered by a local italian restaurant so you got lasagna if you told a good canterbury tale yeah, because the original Canterbury Tales, like, it, they were all competing for a supper, mm-hmm. and uh, she made us compete for lunch. Nice. And I would like to report that me and my partner won that Canterbury Tale. We had costume changes, we had puppets, and we had original songs that we had written <laughs> for the event, and uh, we got lasagna. Nice. As a was it good? It was very good. It was actually the Italian place that we, me and my family went. A good place. Oh, CJ's in Plantation, Florida. They no longer exist, oh. but uh, shout out to a real one. They live in <laughs> they live in your heart. They live they live forever in my heart. Well, my so it's ooh, one of my favorite teachers would have to be Mrs. Fogg, who was the Western Civ teacher, mm. and Mrs. Fogg had a wall 
covered in the it was the family tree of the Greek gods. Oh. That a, a former student had made for her um, illustrate. It was an illustrated tree with the connections and everything that she would lovingly take down for the every year when it was, and then put it back up at the beginning of the school year because you can't you you weren't allowed right. to leave that stuff up. And then also she had medieval weaponry hanging from her ceiling that she oh, had dang. to that she had to then take down every year that another t- that a former student had built for a presentation and then there was a wall with like, all of this the back up for a second about the medieval yeah. weaponry like yeah. what like a flail a morning star there were <laughs> there was there was a sword there was an axe there was like that a student had 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 made for for the class for a that class is- presentation Wild. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, uh, and then on another wall, there was all of the steps of the of mummification. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I loved, I loved her. Yeah, she that's... was, she was great. We, um, we, we had a, she, we had a very, very intensive World War Two module um, that was. She really delved into it to to make sure that we were all very very aware of the horrors of <laughs> World War Two, to the point where at the end of the module we we all got to watch uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because she was like, and now it's time for a palate cleanser. Starting <laughs> to watch here, watch because watch because we need to watch. Harrison Ford punched some Nazis because he actually uh, my uh, my world history teacher we actually had something very similar living in South Florida in the 90s there were a great deal of uh, Holocaust survivors Uh that were in the area at the time and we actually uh, my teacher brought the A and B students to a special I don't know like I hesitate to say symposium because that makes it sound like it was a fun and light, but it was a presentation where we watched, uh, we listened to speakers and we saw photographs that were taken at when they liberated uh, concentration camps. And then we actually spoke to a survivor. uh, Like we we were all gathered around, like we were broken into batches of 10 or 12. And uh, we spoke to a survivor of a concentration camp. Uh, and that was very intense. Yeah. Well, yeah, and our ours was very intense, and we delved into a lot of the absolutely terrible conditions of yeah of everything, and it was it was really in depth, and um, I I inc- I appreciate I appreciated oh, yeah. it so much. We actually read like I I had read Mouse. Oh and, right, mm-hmm. and and uh, so that was one part of the conversation. We actually, I actually, I think I, I introduced her to it. Um, mm-hmm. I brought it in for her, and she was like, "Oh, this is great!" Like, yeah. so, oh, great. like, I mean, it's great in that it's a well done comic. It's very heart wrenching and yeah, sad. If, if, yeah, if if you want some um, tough but beautifully done uh, 
historical work from the yeah. perspective from an, a non-american perspective yeah uh mouse is great and so is grave of the fireflies yes yeah. uh which is a cartoon uh be prepared to, to cry be very sad out. yes and in both cases in both cases Ooh, but, especially but, Grave of the fireflies because i think that's a miyazaki joint it's a ghibli yeah oh ghibli a studio ghibli oh, yeah yep. Yeah, no, it is very, it's very heart-wrenching beautiful. and very sad and beautiful. Um, but, but yeah, Mrs. Fogg made history fun. I was actually banned from participating in our, in her uh, pre-game quizzes. Uh, so having, so having been homeschooled, also uh, Western Civ is, was pretty much my jam Mm. Uh, and I, I obsessively studied mythology and Arthurian legend and Egyptology, like Ooh. Egyptian mythology and mummification. And like, I already studied a lot of that. Um, I, I'm not going to say, yeah, I was totally a nerd for it. Um, and she would do a, before her quizzes on, she would have quizzes on, Monday and on the Friday before her quizzes she would do like a Jeopardy game um to basically kind of get everybody to, to yeah be in yeah. the mindset and and it would help and help and help help cement answers and things and after about the you had been banned from the quizzes third, because you got too many right yeah, the third time that we played the Jeopardy pop-up game before the quiz, I was told that I was I could keep the scores for everybody. Um, oh yes, have she, also been there. She saw have, she have also been there. Yes. Well, and she would be she was on her quizzes, there would be she usually had at least one, if not two, extra credit questions, and mm-hmm. so my score was usually like a hundred and four. I know this sounds like we're bragging. No, I am. Yeah. In no way am I bragging because I felt so terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, I once ruined because Miss Muso again, my favorite student, my favorite, one of my favorite teachers. Don't my favorite favorite teacher, but one of my favorite teachers. Uh, she graved on a curve, you know. Yeah. Uh, but she did it for all the classes. So she taught six. Yeah. Classes of uh, of senior English and uh, whoever got the best grade on that score, that would be the hundred, and she graded the rest on the curve based on that best score. I once ruined the curve on a quiz for a novel I didn't read. <laughs> it was Wuthering Heights. Oh. I still have never read Wuthering Heights. I hate Wuthering Heights. If you know me, you know how much I hate Wuthering no, Heights. Yes, it, it, we have uh, gone through this many uh, times. We have gone through this. But it is a very well-written novel, and it was a it was a quotation uh, uh, test quiz. So you had to identify the character that said the quote and... Uh, explain why that quote significant to the plot of Wuthering Heights. Oh, wow. And you aced and you aced And I had not read it. (laughs) But I had... But you had very strong opinions about who it was. I had opinions about Wuthering Heights. And I could... I had gleaned enough. And again, it's a very well-written novel. 
you can tell who's speaking. If you're familiar with the characters, you know who's speaking because like all of them had very unique voices. But I, I, ru- I wrecked the curve for that. So I had six classes of people coming up to me mad that I had <laughs> ruined this test for them. And then they got even madder when I said, yeah, no, I actually haven't finished the novel. I've just read bits and pieces of it and tried to watch the miniseries. Yeah, I went to the <laughs> library and tried to watch the BBC miniseries and couldn't even get through that because oh, no, I hated I the characters so much. But I had gleaned enough information, apparently, to just just decimate everyone oh, else yeah. on this test. And we've talked, we've actually <laughs> talked. We use the bumper this is a it. weird way to end the show. Uh, That's me saying that. That's yes. how we sell the show. This others. is always how the show goes. It's just you starts like off weird. Show, this thing we do, this clockwork of cabarets, you can help support it on Patreon, on Coffee, on Instagram. We're all the places go to agonyauntstudios.com and see how you can help support the show <laughs> yeah i'm gonna choose now to add a bumper yes. what's up this has been Bad the clock boss, you're so happy you picked this up <laughs> and with that this has been the clockwork cabaret she is lady Addercop. there i'm at davenport and it's not work we do it's love it's quarter two. Oh, I must get a little hand put on that watch. Aye, the big time you were tuned into Mad Boss Radio. Always the best coming out of the nest. Aye, thank you all.